In episode 9, I'm going to go over my three lessons and takeaways from the docuseries The Last Dance, which covers Michael Jordan's ascension and the Chicago Bulls' quest for six titles in the 90s. I am also going to connect that with Tim Grover's book Winning, which I am currently reading, and how these lessons and takeaways apply to my life and my business. So before I get into the actual lessons, I'm just going to go over why I'm even doing this right now. But I'm currently, so Tim Grover just came out with a book called Winning. And if you don't know who Tim, Tim, uh, hopefully my voice doesn't crack. If you don't know who Tim Grover is, he was Michael Jordan's trainer. He was Kobe Bryant's trainer. He was Dwayne Wade's trainer. So um, Michael Jordan brought him in early on to build muscle and to and to come in and train him and he's a very very successful trainer for athletes and particularly athletes that win so he wrote a book just came out called winning so i'm reading that and so i decided to re-watch the last dance which is the net netflix documentary um well, i guess espn netflix documentary it's on netflix that goes over um Jordan's essentially well the Bulls run but a lot of it has to do with Michael Jordan of course because he was the best player he's one of the best players ever if not the best player ever and going over their their run to six titles in the 90s so um that is why I'm thinking about it right now I figured while reading the book I might as well go back and watch that documentary series or docuseries again so um, the first lesson is that winning and success will frequently require periods of imbalance. And so there's a chapter in the book about this and winning, but it talks about how, you know, people are constantly trying to get balanced to the point where they balance themselves out of success. And that, um, Essentially, what he's alluding to in the book and something you definitely see in the docuseries is that a lot of times success will require periods of imbalance. And he also does talk about in the book, too, how with athletes, it's a little bit easier for them because they can go into the season, go all out. And even but they once the season's over, they can take some rest. They can take a month off, two months off, and they can completely reset and kind of counterbalance all of the work that they just did with people like me. I can't do that. I can't just go and then take two months off or a month off or something like that. It's just not possible. I need to, I don't think I've taken more than three days off in at least a year and a half and probably more like two days off. The majority of the time I work every day. So, um, Tony Robbins also talks about this in his book, Awaken the Giant Within, is that I think it's that book that he talks about it. But a lot of times it's more about counterbalancing than balancing. And when it's balance is something that we all think about. We all think, you know, you have to be balanced to be happy and stuff like that. And it's something I'm constantly trying to do. Right. So like a lot of times when I'm traveling, like when I was in Mexico, for example, I would get up at like five go on a run, come back, start work at six. And then I would work until like one or two, sometimes three. And then sometimes I would get work later in the evening. But I was purposely um, focused and working early 
so that I could go into the jungle in the afternoon so that I could go uh, tour some of the city or I could go surf or whatever it was. So I was constantly trying to keep that balance. And then I think back to really when my business got started when I was in college and I was not in balance with my life, you know, like I stopped going out. My friends would be texting me, coming to my room, you know, like, let's go out, let's go out. And I, I kept denying that and choosing instead to focus on building my business. And I wasn't really balanced. And at some point I started to miss my friends and I was like, you know, they're not asking me to go out anymore because I've been telling them no so often. So now they're just not even bothering. And I was not really technically in balance, but because of that, I was able to get so much accomplished and I was able to really push my business to the point where I was able to pay, like, you know, pay tuition out of pocket, pay for everything. Like it was a full-time income. All of a sudden I was making like, um, quite a bit of money for just being a senior in college. And that's just, you know, that's just sometimes what it requires. And I'm even looking at it right now. Like I have a lot of period because I travel so much. I have these periods where I'm traveling and it's kind of difficult to get work done. And then I get back. It takes me a couple of weeks to get back into a rhythm. And then I'm just like zoned in. You know, I go from maybe working 20, 30 hours a week traveling to 60, 70 hours a week when I get back. Um, and it usually takes me a couple weeks to get back back into it. But I think one of the fallacies that there are is that like you can have success with balance and, and when you're talking about when you're talking about like extreme levels of success, you know, like when you're in the top five percent, the top one percent, you it will require more than likely periods of imbalance. And something that Justin Saunders, who um, if you don't know him, he is a very successful young agency owner and he's also been my business coach for the past couple of years he talks about something called blitz mode and he recommends that you know you do a blitz for like 30 to 60 days which is essentially like you cut out all of the distractions all the things that are pulling you away from the things that you want to be doing so like 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 what your goals are anything that can distract you from your goals so like maybe it's social media, maybe it's going out with your friends and partying, maybe it's going on trips on the weekend, like you need to be able to just focus. And this I think is kind of typical, like there will be periods for me where I really need to get out of balance, like I really need to get all in and just completely solely focused on one goal in order to really produce and to push that forward. So that's one of the takeaways or lessons that I took from it. And if you watch the documentary, after Jordan wins his third wins his third title, he is completely burnt out. I mean, he literally retires from the sport. And and part of that has to do with his dad passing away. But he was so, like all in until, you know, he won his third title. And then he was just, there was nothing left for him, really. Like he was just, he was just burnt out, like and he had to get back into balance with himself. But because he was technically out of balance for so long, he was so focused on on winning that he did, you know, whatever it was, 12 years maybe of like complete singular focus. And then he took 18 months off after he retired before he returned. So 
that's the type, even though he was clearly burnt out, he accomplished a lot. He won three championships in a row. You know, that's almost unheard of. Only three teams have ever done that in the history of the NBA. But that's what it required of him. Like, he was not technically in balance, I don't think. I mean, he played golf a lot and he gambled and stuff like that. But he was clearly burnt out and was just done mentally. Like, he had accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. And he had put, like, everything he had into that. And then he was done until he wasn't. And then he did it again. (laughs) So... Um, that's the first lesson. The second lesson that I took away from it is that not everybody has the same blueprint for success. Um, and then the case from the documentary Docker series would be like Dennis Rodman versus Michael Jordan. So Michael Jordan, when he entered the NBA, like didn't drink. I don't even think he started drinking that much till later, but I don't think he ever really drank that much while he was, while he was playing. And but the difference between them is Michael Jordan was like the alpha alpha, right? Like he's the number one player in the league, number one on the team for sure. Like the leader on the team, he showed up and he pushed everybody and he didn't leave the team to go party. Like he had a very specific blueprint to his success, which was working extremely hard, outworking everybody, but then challenging, constantly challenging and pushing people on the team to raise their standards essentially. But then you have somebody like Dennis Rodman, who was a really eccentric. And there's one point in the documentary series where he literally leaves the team for like three days straight in the middle of the season to go party in Vegas because he was like burnt out mentally. And he went and partied. And that's how he basically re- he would work out and drink at the same time. You know, like they they both had completely different blueprints to success. And, you know, in this case, also another thing is. I don't think you could be the number one and be a Dennis Rodman, you know, like you can't be the necessarily the CEO and be a Dennis Rodman. Um, Michael Jordan would fill that role, but without Dennis Rodman, who knows how many of those championships they would have won. So in that case, they had completely different blueprints to success. Like Dennis Rodman required partying, like, and he showed up and he was gritty and he was nasty and he was a great rebounder and defender and he fulfilled a certain role. And Michael Jordan had you know, his own blueprint to success. Now, Michael Jordan was better, and he was the best player in the league, best player on the team, and he really pushed people mentally to perform. And then if you can relate that to business, like, yeah, I mean, Michael Jordan's the number one. He's the decision maker. He's the leader. He's the one that is pushing everybody. How much does he get? Does he get six championships, five, four, three? does he just stay at three without Dennis Rodman like that? Well, people will never know, but he was a really integral part of the team and they had completely different blueprints to success. Um, so that was definitely a lesson I took from that is like kind of knowing yourself and knowing what recharges you, which is part of the learning experience, right? Like knowing what recharges you, how you rest, how you perform, like how you can keep yourself focused is completely up to you, but not everybody has the same blueprint. So like for me, for example, um, I know that I'm at my best when I wake up at 5 a.m., I keep my phone off on airplane mode and I get going. So I go downstairs, make coffee. Um, I start reading the book while I'm making coffee. 
and I go sit down and read usually 10, 20, 30 pages of a book I'm reading, depending how interested I am in it. I'll read more. And then after that, either meditating or writing in a planner. And then usually after that, taking a run. That's that's kind of my morning routine. And I only turn my phone off airplane mode and allow like the world to enter once I've really got my mindset focused. So that's what I did today. Um, and that's why I'm able to be sitting here, you know, podcasting, like talking into a microphone and building this. Like I know myself, it's sometimes hard to stick to that and stay focused. But when I do those things for myself or when I've worked through enough of like tactics and been doing this for long enough to know what works for me. And I also know that like, I am probably a number one or a number two, like I almost in every situation I'm in, I'm the person pushing. There's very rarely that I've been involved in anything business or team oriented, that I haven't been a captain, that I haven't been the leader, that I haven't been the person that I want. And that requires just a different skill set, like, and I need to focus on that skill set. Um, as far as recharging the gym during the week, and then I definitely do like to uh, go do stuff, to go out, to go hiking, to go surfing, whatever it is, spending time with people. I also know how I need to rest and recharge. Um, not that I have everything figured out, but I have a, a good understanding of, of how to keep myself focused, how to keep myself motivated, um, and to show up every day. So that would be the second, right? So not everybody has the same blueprint. You kind of have to figure out what works for you. I mean, I have friends that literally, they get their best work done at midnight, 1am, 2am, 3am. And that's not me. I get my best work done at 5am, 6am, 7am. So kind of understanding that I think everybody idealizes like the person that wakes up early and gets work done. But um, I think like Mark Zuckerberg and Jeff Bezos, they're like, they're like the late night people. I'm an early morning person. They're two of the most successful people ever. They understand themselves. They have a different blueprint than me. And I do not get work done when it's late at night. I want to go to bed. So number three, the third lesson would be that being nice can lead to everyone feeling comfortable around you. But being nice can also prevent you from achieving success. So my dad, I think he said this when I was younger, but he said like the number one skill you can have is to make people feel good around you. And I think that's definitely true. Um, you know, part of that I think is being curious about other people, being interested in other people, making them feel comfortable and making them feel like they're you're listening to them when they're going. But sometimes in my experience, um, I've prevented myself from levels of success because I'm being too patient with people. I'm being too nice to people. And a lot of the times when I've had more success is when I'm really pushing people and I'm, I'm letting go of like the, okay, I need to be nice to everybody thing. And I'm really being like, listen, this is what's going on. This is what I need from you. If you can't do this, then I'm going to need to find somebody else. Like being nice is not always the best option. And a lot of times when you need to have success, you need to let go of being nice a little bit. And that's like 100% the case. And you can see that in the docuseries, you can see that um, Jordan at one point 
is tearing up because he's talking about, he said, you know, he was saying like, this is the way that I play. Like if you, if you can't deal with that, like don't be here essentially. But he like tears up and gets emotional. I think because he realizes he did really push people hard and he like grinded people down in practice and he like challenged them constantly and pushed them constantly. And he wasn't probably all the time well liked by his teammates, but he brought the best out of them and they won and they won a lot. So there's a lot of times where, you know, having people like you is great, but when it comes to success, I mean, there's, there's a reason and I'm not, I don't really idolize Steve Jobs, but there's, there's a reason why he was so successful and like, he was not well liked. He was, people did not like him very much. People like, if you read a lot or like watch the documentaries about Steve Jobs, like he wasn't really a great person, but, and I, I think that like, you have to follow your moral code, but sometimes you have to push people and you have to challenge people and you have to let people know when they're screwing up and when they need to do better. And that's something that Jordan did a lot. And you can see it in the, in the series. Like he's constant, like he got in some fights in practice. He's yelling at people, cursing them out, challenging them. Um, there's a, I think one of the guys, one of the people that played said that, you know, he wasn't a nice guy. He like, he was, he could be an asshole. He could be a jerk. He crossed the line a lot, but he also brought the best out of people and he pushed them and they won and they won again and they won again and they won again. You know, they achieved great things together that a lot of people probably didn't achieve because they were too focused on like keeping everybody happy and, um, you know, being nice to everybody, making everybody feel comfortable and a lot of times you have to be uncomfortable to have success. You know, like I'm a big fan of Yes Theory and their their phrase is seek discomfort. Success or being successful or achieving goals will require you to be uncomfortable a lot. And if you watch the docuseries, you can see that Jordan was, he wasn't worried about being nice to people. Like he could joke around and he could have fun. But when it came time to perform and show up, it wasn't about being nice. He had a complete determination and focus to win. And that meant bringing the best out of everybody around him. And that did not require him to be nice. That required him, and it worked, to challenge people, to grind people down in practice, and to rattle them in practice so that when the playoffs showed up, they didn't get rattled. They, got, they were focused. They didn't let the pressure of the playoffs affect them because he's been challenging them and pressuring them in practice the entire season. So that would be kind of the third lesson I've taken from that is that, you know, being nice can, can lead everybody around you to feeling comfortable. And it's important to validate people to have positive reinforcement and stuff like that. But a lot of times being nice can prevent you from achieving your goals and i did like i said i've referenced this to like my personal life a lot of times i am really patient i do i am an optimist i do see the best in people and i'm constantly like i am pushing people but a lot of times i will stay away from get being too challenging i can anybody who's worked with me knows that i can be confrontational and i can and i i will say how i feel but a lot of times I'll kind of give people slack, cut people slack when um, 
probably a lot of times when I'm doing that is because I don't feel like I'm fully living up to um, the work that I'm putting in or that I want to put in. And it would it's hard for me to go after people and challenge them when I don't feel like I'm fully challenging myself. And I think that's something that Jordan also alluded to is that he never asked anybody to do something that he wasn't doing himself. So really what that teaches me is that it's okay to challenge people and to not be nice all the time, but you need to be living it. You know, like I can't challenge somebody to do something that I'm not doing myself. So those are my three lessons and kind of how they pertain and and how, you know, I think they apply to my personal life. Um, So the first one again is winning and success frequently requires periods of imbalance. And then number two is not everyone has the same blueprint for success. And then number three is that being nice can sometimes prevent you from achieving your goals. So I hope this was useful. I'm going to continue to finish the series and the book. Um, I'm almost done with the series and I'm almost done with the book. But I figured I would record this episode about the three lessons that I've learned. So I'll see you guys next time.